Great to have you, company, as we count down towards the last day of school. The season finale, the Adelaide 500, is, well, it's tomorrow, in fact, if you're uh, if, if you're listening in real time. And we're all pumped up for it. It's one of those ones, too, as I welcome into the studio the one and only Matthew McKeldin, who has got an additional uh, surplus of arms, I'll put it, in the Gold Coast studio. <laughs> They're big. I'll give you. I'll give that to you. They are big arms, let me tell you. That's right. We've got uh, Malcolm Owens in the studio with us as well. Big Mal, thanks for joining us on the second last show of the year. No worries. Good to be here, guys. <laughs> so we're going to be unleashing Big Mal after the second hour, so we could really, really uh, get into the what needs to be renamed Classic Cars segment. And also, as we head over to our studio, Studios on beautiful One King William Street in Adelaide. The one and only Stevie J is there as well. How are you, Stevie? Oh, good evening, fellas. Great to be here and seeing the views out of this glass window on <laughs> King William Street as we speak. I heard any, about that last time. Any any, <laughs> uh, any fights, Stevie J, this time? Because no. if we roll back the clock to, what would that have been? Would that have been 2019, maybe? I reckon. Whoa. I think it was 2019, yeah. It was it 2019, yeah. just before our good friend COVID came and visited us uh, on the planet. Um, yes, yeah, Stevie J and I were broadcasting from the SEN Adelaide studios, mm-hmm. and there was an all-in brawl, wasn't there, Stevie J? Just at the there intersection was. there, mm. straight across the uh, diagonal corner from us, wasn't mm. there? There was a. There was. Uh, we got to call uh, a fight. A nice I've never, never broadcast a fight. Never. Hey, got don't to forget, be able we were here at 2020 as well, Matty. Remember, this mm-hmm. was our one and only race for the year. Adelaide. Well, that must have been. I reckon that was 2020. Then it wasn't mm. maybe 19. It was 2020. That's right. It was too. It was 2020. Well, we're uh, all we've got ice forward towards the Adelaide 500, and uh, we got to get to our feature interview because this bloke has had. Uh, I don't want to say a baptism of fire because it's his debut season in supercars. Before this, he only had one start, and that was with our mate Chris Pither in the Coca-Cola Commodore at Bathurst uh, last year. But uh, speaking of Bathurst, here's some of the great work that our guest has done at Mount Panorama. Slade parks it, makes it almost impossible for him to line up a move, but tucks it behind the Carmod number eight BMW. Oh, oh top, my side, no way! You don't pass it, Brock Skyline! It doesn't happen! How's the aggression from Cameron Hill? That's unreal. Cameron Hill and Thomas Sargent go from 61st to first to claim the 2022 Easter Enduro Classic. Yeah, so please welcome to the driver's seat, making his debut on the program, actually, the one and only Cameron Hill. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> We've saved the best to last, Cameron Hill. Matt McKeldon uh, talking to you. We've got Malcolm Owens in the studio uh, up here in Queensland and Stevie J down south. Um, mate, congratulations. You've gotten to the end of your first year. You haven't written the car off three or four times. You haven't destroyed anyone's championship. One race ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said three or four times. Uh, oh, 
You haven't you haven't gotten any way of anyone's oh. championship. I reckon a pretty good rookie year. <laughs> I can't believe you said that, Matt. Straight out. Oh of the box. my Come god, <laughs> Well, where you know um, we're used we're used to rookies, Cam. To be, we're used to you, rookies making. You're not a commentator, so I don't think there's any turn. <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> well, you've made it to Adelaide. You're going to have a fantastic weekend because you've had a pretty good year. I would have thought. No, it's been an awesome year, and I've I've really enjoyed it. Um, there's, I've learnt so much, and I sort of feel like where I am now to where I started the year. You know, I'm, I'm I definitely have you know I feel like I'm a much better driver, and you know I, I think you know there's good results just around the corner. You know, I've probably had um, some good speed in a few places. We've just had a few dramas, a few mechanicals, and pit stop um, things. But um, all in all, you know, I, I think we're you know in a really strong position. Hey, mate, what, you've, um, sorry, Matty, I just wanted sorry, to touch mate. on moving into obviously that and coming to Adelaide. I mean, you've, you've been here in, in Super 2 before, um, yep. but these cars are very different, aren't they? I mean, it's, it's no secret they're a very different car, very different to drive. You've got to manage your race much more uh, carefully. Um, is that going to, I mean, the MSR cars have had really good speed this year too. So, I mean, I think to be fair, you guys are going to be, you and Jack have been quite strong. And I think coming into Adelaide, I think, to be honest, I mean, I'm sort of really expecting both cars at least in the top 10, at least. Mm. Yeah, no, I think that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned is how to manage the race. Like you said, it's um, it's something you don't have to do in many other categories. You know, you're never having to eke every inch of life out of the out of the tyres. So that's definitely been something I've, I've worked on. You know, at the start of the year, I was always blowing the tires off and sort of falling back. But, you know, the last couple of events, I've, I've actually been the one that sort of passes a few guys at the end of the stint, you know. So that, to me, is a, is a really big positive. But, um, yeah, I also feel like where we are with our, our cars, like you say, I think we've, we've had some good rounds where we've been really strong. And I think the general trend is, um, you know, we're making these cars more and more competitive. I mean, look, everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's starting to figure out these cars and, I sort of feel like we're we are sort of closing the gap to the the Coca Cola guys, but um, you know how I sort of finished Gold Coast, you know the race pace was you know it's, it's the same for everyone, right? But I sort of felt like the race pace was good enough for top ten, but um, it's a qualifying championship, you know. You sort of you race where you qualify these days. Mm-hmm. Was it a big step up, mate? Do you reckon um, after you? Obviously, we've seen you in Porsche and we've seen you in other places, Super Two last year. Was it a big step up? Did you find it? A tricky thing to do or did you because uh, these cars are very different as stevie j mentioned to the previous uh, generation supercar um did you find it difficult or was it a pretty easy one for you uh look i would say it has been a big step um there's definitely you know you're expecting it to be hard right you're going up against australia's very best everyone's there for a reason you know you look at the accolades of some of these guys they've won bathurst they've won championships you know, so everyone that you're racing against is, is there for a reason. Um, but I think just the just the pressure of these weekends, you know, these tyres, they're good for one lap. You kind of get one crack at it in qualifying and that sort of determines your whole weekend and then and then how you sort of race and how hard these guys race for just to, just for how long. So it it's definitely been a baptism by fire, I think you guys use the words, um, you know, but learning, you know, like I, I just feel... Like when I turn up to round one next year, I've had a whole season of supercar racing under my belt now, and and I know that I'm going to roll out knowing how I need to manage the race, knowing what things I need to focus on. Whereas at the beginning, like God, when we turned up to Newcastle, it was just like 
the goal is finish, essentially. <laughs> finish the race. And we did. You know, I was pretty chuffed. And, and you know, I, I really went into Newcastle with no expectations. But then, you know, the year goes on and you're kind of like, right, well, I, I want to get a move on. And then you think, oh, that was a pretty good lap. How'd I go? How'd I go, boss? And it's like, yeah, mate, you're, you're P19. You're like, <laughs> seriously um and then you know then there's other times like when when it's all when it's all gelling like when i was at tassie and i'm qualifying in the top 10 i couldn't really tell you what i did but you know it all just sort of <laughs> it all sort of gelled and, and i think that's the difference you know as the guys get better and you're more experienced you, you can just become more and more consistent hey so lots, so, of, lots of dis- sorry mate sorry, lots of discussion you, you around lots of discussions around the differences in the car how about the differences in the team? Because you were with Triple Eight last year. Um, mm. How have you found that? Um, look, it was yeah, awesome to work with Triple Eight last year. Um, see behind the curtain, see, I guess how they go about their motor racing, and you know the guys at MSR they they apply the the same amount of attention to detail. And um, the, the difference is there's probably just less of less of us. You know, we're, we're a smaller team and with less staff and, you know, people probably have to pick up a few more things. And so, um, you know, the great thing about Gen 3 is we are in the, the same equipment now as, uh, as them. You know, we're all, all the cars are now one year old. It's not like you've got guys who are in new chassis and some guys are in old chassis. So, um, yeah, it's, I, and look, I enjoy the, I enjoy the, the smaller team aspect, you know, it's, it's everyone's there. They, they love doing it. And, you know, when we do get in the top 10, it's something worth high-fiving about. They've got a pretty com- uh, dodgy commercial manager, don't they, down there? <laughs> Big Al by. <laughs> Big Al? Oh, yeah, no, nah, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good dude. He, he can sell iced Eskimos. So, um, it's a, I know, it's a I've been thing. the recipient of that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cam, uh, yeah, hey, Cam, just... Sorry, mate, just with, um, obviously, with just the... I just want to ask you something that probably nobody else has asked you. Now, don't be scared. Yeah. Um, it's It's more... Talking about guys like SVG, Brody, even Will Brown, I know I know totally different teams. Those guys seem to be able to uh, I wouldn't say turn it on, but they do do you think that they understand the tire and the car a bit better than everybody else? I mean, they've got a big jump on on most. Everyone's caught up a lot, but it just seems to me a lot of the time, and it's not every time, but it's probably sixty or seventy percent of the time those guys are just way, way stronger at the end of the stints and can push on much harder than everybody else. Is that, is that something that, um, that's not- notable from you guys? Look, it's, it's probably, you know, a bit of a mix on, on how they manage it and I guess where, where the teams are at. Like, there's no doubt that Erebus shot out of the blocks this year and, and whatever, you know, set up they, they, you know, rolled out with, they've been in the sweet spot. And that's where you sort of look at a guy like Will and Brody. Just at the start of the year, it was like, oh, my God, they're, they're just driving faster and they can make the tyres last. And you're kind of yeah. scratching your head as to what you can do. But I sort of feel like we are we are improving as the year goes on. And, and like I sort of said, it's starting to make more sense to me. But, um, you know, there's, there probably hasn't been a time this year where I've gotten out and gone, oh, yeah, like absolutely nailed every single lap of that stint and, you know, squeezed yeah. everything out of it. So, you know, I know that I've got, heaps of room to grow. Um, and you're looking at a couple of guys who are obviously really informed. And, and I guess you guys would know, like when you, when everything's lined up and everything's gelling, you know, it, it almost comes a bit easier. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, they've, they've put the work in to get there. So, 
um, you know, it's something that I'm I'm striving for. And you know, now that I've got a bit of runway ahead of me, um, you know, I plan to make the most of it. Um, talk to me about your teammate JLB because. He's, he's a ripping bloke. He's, he's arguably had, or not even arguably, I reckon he has had the best year of his mm. career. Where you, you're going to be losing him to uh, Coca-Cola by Erebus for next year. How, how's he been as a teammate this year for you? Has he shared a lot of data and given you a lot of hints? Oh, he's been an awesome teammate. You know, he's got a, um, he's a very easygoing guy, and, and we've gotten along really well. Um, it probably helped that at the start of the year is kicking my ass, you know, so that always helps the <laughs> teammate relationships when, you know, there's, there's not too much tension. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've, I've definitely learned, um, you know, so it's just little things, you know, you're looking at the data, you know, you might say something and you kind of, you, you just start to, to pull little things away and, and it, it's definitely lifted me up, um, another level. And look, you know, I'd like to think that there's been times where I've sort of pushed him along too. And so it helps the team. So I'll definitely miss him. Um, you know, we have a lot of fun going racing. Um, but, yeah, hopefully, I wonder how much it'll take for him to, to share the setup with me next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's um, probably – I'm going to put a lot of money on that not happening. <laughs> just <laughs> just thinking that. Um, mate, uh, obviously, Gold Coast, Bath- Bathurst, Gold Coast, Adelaide cracking into the year. I mean mm. – for me, you know, I know that there's there's been, and we've spoken about a lot, but in the in the recent uh, month or month and a half, I've said to Maddie and Nimsy, I don't want to keep talking negative stuff about this car. I think that um, from my point of view, it's surprised a lot of people. I mean, there were people that were thinking that there was going to be lucky to be 10 cars finishing at uh, Newcastle. Mm. There was going to be lucky to, to have, you know, everybody finishing at at uh, Townsville, we're going to have a drama at Bathurst with all the things that are going to catch on fire and stop. And they've just kept going and going and going, mate. They've they've been quite a yes. We've had a few issues with steering racks and a few things, but the things haven't stopped. I mean, that's surprised I think a lot of people, which I think is a massive positive for this new car. I think so. You know, they're they've definitely probably surprised some people, but at the same time. It's been a hard year for the mechanics, you know. There, yeah. there have been teething problems with these cars. There's no, there's no uh, avoiding that. And you know, we've actually had a pretty clean year. You know, yeah, we haven't had many big accidents or anything. But far out, the boys don't have many quiet days where they're sitting around going, "Oh, well, what do what do we do?" You know, they're they're always sort of <laughs> working on them, trying to stay on top of them. And, and hopefully, yeah, once we get a year, probably two years down the line, you know, things will be changed things will be improved and, and then, you know, we'll kind of be back to the days where, yeah, you know, we're a bit more on the flow, we're a bit more on top of it. So, um, yeah, it's definitely been hard work and look, I've, I've had a few things just, yeah, cause us issues and, and yeah, they're, they're getting better all the time. To drive and to race, great. A lot of fun, a lot of, you know, I think I think we've seen some great racing, you know, and then, you know, you, you look at sort of Bathurst and goes, oh, it was a boring race. Well, not every not every race can be awesome, right? Like you, you're mm. never always going to get the last lap pass or, or, or whatever. But I think you know if we if but we, Gold Coast was mega, Gold Coast was a mega race. Both of them it was unreal. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So and and the interesting thing was, you know, the deg was quite low, so it probably allowed us to to really push on pretty much the whole time. Okay. Um, and and yeah, so I think I think it's probably more if we can if we can get a tire underneath us where we can push harder all the time you'll see you know more mistakes you'll see you'll see that sort of action so uh, yeah watch this space i guess 
Well, mate, you, you've got some fans because uh, Rob the Ranger from Camden has already texted in. He said, well spoken, <laughs> great talent, well done, Cam Hill, on a stellar year, bring on 2024. So that's that's nice of Rob to text yeah. in and say that. That must Rob. be a plant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that he's, also asked, he's, he's also asked me, hey, Stevie J, any window lickers there? Rob <laughs> the Ranger. <laughs> no, there's no one licking my windows at the moment, Rob. I wasn't going to read that one, Stephen Johnson. But and I didn't, yeah, that, that's, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, I, I'm sort of on the the teammate tangent tonight because uh, we've talked JLB, but you know we're, you're trading him in. Are we trading him in? Are we trading him up? I reckon for Nick Perkett. Are we going up in the world, or uh, what do you know about Nick? Because he's a great bloke. Uh, we've, we've both Stevie J and I have done quite a bit of work with him, and we we know Nick quite well. Do you know him well, and uh, what do you expect out of him as a teammate for next year? Yeah, I don't know Nick super well. Um, I had a little bit to do with him a couple of years ago when I was racing Formula Ford and he was sort of hanging around. And, and you know, we've always got gotten on. So, look, he's a guy that's got heaps of experience. You know, he's, he's won races and, and I, you know, for whatever reason, he's maybe had a tough 18 months or so. But, you know, I guess he's looking to sort of bounce back and, you know, it'll be great if we can obviously have two fast cars and, and if I can learn off, you know, that's the thing for me. I just need to be a sponge and, and learn as much as I can. So, yeah, yeah, looking forward to, I guess, pairing up with another driver. You know, everyone does things differently. So it'll be it'll be really interesting to see how he goes about it. And just to finish off, mate, um, Adelaide 500 this weekend. Uh, tell me, what are your thoughts on the track? Um, mm. What are your expectations to finish off this year? What does success look like to, to springboard into next year? Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, the track, it's an awesome track. You know, it's just got a lot of character about it. Um, it looks like they've probably resurfaced a few sections because obviously there was some issues last year. So um, it'd be interesting to see how, how that plays out. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I sort of, sort of for me, it's sort of like, okay, let's treat it as this is 2024 starting now. Like, let's go out there and have a real big swing and, and sort of see where we are because, you know, there's there's not... There's no consequences. I'm not fighting any championship battles. So to me, it's it. all about trying. Yeah, just send it. You know, we just might send win it. it. Like, whatever. Yeah, I reckon. Um, yeah, don't worry about the championship, mate, and <laughs> and or other championships. Just no, just no, send no. It. That's right. Yeah. You know, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll just throw it down the inside and, and see how we how <laughs> it sticks or not. But yeah. um, just no, don't look, break I'll, into one. See what happens there. Just just yeah, send it straight well, into one and don't break. Flat now. So yeah, that's what I heard. Just ask how that's worked for Maddie in the TA2. No, I did well in the TA2 at Bathurst. I didn't hit anything, and I finished. Fourth, I think, for the weekend. So I did all right. Let's let's not talk about Bathurst, though. No, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, I sort of feel like, yeah, a lot of work's been put in this year, and and now it's just time to sort of try finish on a high. So um, obviously the goal, let's try being in the top ten and, 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 you know, see where where we land. Well, Cam, you've, it looks like you've you've done a mega year this year, mate. And uh, it obviously, Matstone Racing, for the past couple of years, we, we've always sort of seen them as like, you know, they were there and thereabouts, but this year they really made some big swings. And yeah. I'm pretty sure if it wasn't for the fact that uh, you had a teammate that was going leaps and bounds, a lot of it, attention would have been on you as well. But it's great to see that MSR is actually, you know, in the mix for it now. And like you said, you're going to be there for the next couple of years. You've got a great teammate coming in next year. Not that JLB's bad, but it's looking pretty good for you, mate. So uh, we'll let you go. Uh, you've given us far too much of your time, and I know I've interrupted your dinner, so I apologise for that. Um, good luck this weekend at Adelaide, and uh, all the best for next year. Hey, thanks so much, guys. Thanks for having me. Here we go. Cameron Hill joining us here at the driver's seat. Uh, geez, what a good kid, isn't he?
Yeah. Mate, he can talk. I, and I mean that in the most respectful way. He's a good interview. We mm. haven't had Cam on the show before, Stevie J. But, you know, when, you, when we're talking to people, sometimes their personalities, they're just shy people and it's hard to get a really engaging yep. interview out of someone. But, man, first year in as a rookie, he is a great chat. Yeah, he is, mate. And, and I knew he would be because I have have spoken to him quite a number of times, just whether it be on the plane, uh, in the pits, at test days, whatever it might be. Um, mm. Ripper bloke. And, you know, he's, his family's from a background of running cars. And, and that, that six-hour success that he had, his family mm. built that car. And, um, and obviously he drove that car uh, mm. to, to a lot of success. So, you know, that... And not only that, they ran their own Carrera Cup car and won that championship as well. So they're a, they're a motorsport Which is not family. easy to do. It's not That's easy hard to, to do. do. Absolutely. Mm. Very, very smart cookie and just very, very good good people. Uh, we've got a lot to get through here on the driver's seat. So uh, in the words of Frank from Fakatani, you know what to do. Keep your text messages coming in. 0433 Hey, We're getting an early Frank here. I don't think we had Frank on the show last week. Were the phones, uh, were the phones down in Fakatani? Possibly. Never yeah. know. You ran Frank free. We, well, yeah, maybe he was on Optus. <laughs> maybe. Oh, if Whoa. the phones were down, the internet was down, yes. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Um, didn't, that end, didn't that end well for the CEO? Mm. Eh? See you, love. <laughs> See you, mate. Uh, See, you, mate. <laughs> See you, love. <laughs> See you, love. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going down the street for a litre of milk and some breads, walking out the door. See you, love. <laughs> See you, love. <laughs> uh, 0433 quiet. the number if you want to get in touch well let me just tell you what I think about it I think it was a disgraceful performance and I think it should never be permitted to happen again we'll take a quick pause oh, of the Richie, course welcome to the show Richie. we'll take a break and back with more of the driver's seat straight after this <laughs> is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. And welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Remember, you can get in touch with us anytime you want around the clock on our socials. At Driver's Seat Show is where you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and... On a Facebook. <laughs> a little bit later on in the second hour, we're going to be unleashing Malcolm Owens for one final time in 2023. In the We need to rebrand the classic cars corner. We, we've got a workshop. We were that. just talking about that at dinner. Uh, mm. what we're going to call it for next year. So we'll we'll think about that in the off season and we'll have to come up with a name because it's not it, – it, Mel's role in the show, you've you've sort of developed – It's evolved. You've gone from the class, it's evolved. You've gone from the classic cars guy to the guy that just takes a bat to morons. <laughs> well, yeah, well, no one wants the classic car stuff anymore. <laughs> they just want me to go well, nail a few people. It's actually quite funny because the, the last time Mel was in the I studio – I guess we're not on air then. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to that combo going, no, we're on air. No, <laughs> no, say no, we're on we air. are on air. We're on air, we're on air Stevie J. So <laughs> there's, there's, the mic's alive. Be very careful. <laughs> there's the point of that. There's a good <laughs> – remember how I was telling you I'm a good panel operator? How's <laughs> the panic when someone doesn't realise they're on air and goes, I guess we're not on air then? Uh, yeah, no, we're on air, mate. <laughs> uh, turning Steve's mic on. Now, there we now. go. Welcome back, Steve. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Uh, ah, that's too funny. Anyway, 0433-981116 is the number if you would like to get on touch. But yes, we, we in fact, get in touch with us if you'd like to give a suggestion for what mouse segments can be called next year. Because yes. we do occasionally, it's not just, um, you know, 
telling morons where to go, but we do talk cars and we'll do, we do have some, uh, we do have topics. So make sure you get on board. 0433 98 11 16 on the 40 Winks temper text machine. Get your unique, your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks mm. are serious about sleep. Look at these texts. Where do we start, fellas? Uh, start at the top, Nimsy. Uh, okay, let's go with uh, Tony in Forest Lake. Uh, Have we had Tony? Has Tony been on before? I don't, I don't think so. New? I don't think. I think Tony. Hey, Tony, if you're new to the show, welcome to the family. Mm. We Tony, say to every, Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> uh, we we say it to everyone else, anyone who texts in, whether you're a long time listener, first time texter, uh, welcome to the show. So Tony wants to say, I noticed that Porsche Carrera Cup are headed to New Zealand. I don't hear any bleeding about how much it costs and how hard it is to organise. How are they doing it different to supercars who have been crying over the cost for two years? Yeah, well, that's yes, the thing. Tony. I mean, I don't, I don't get that because the teams get, you know, basically, I think they get extra money, Matty, going over there. Absolutely. So, yeah. so I don't really know where that comes from, to be honest. As in, like, sorry, not with with the supercar whinging about, you know, cost and this and that. Mate, I don't, is it the is it the fans saying that it, it's more of a cost to go to there to watch and etc. I, I don't know. Or is it the are they talking about the supercar teams saying that it costs too much? Oh, look, I, there is there is definitely going to be a cost difference because I would suggest Stevie J, and I could be wrong. I'm, I proved to uh, I stand to be corrected here. Would the Carrera Cup car? They wouldn't be flown over like the supercars do. They would be put in a, on a boat. I would have thought a shipping container. Uh, or something. Yeah, they'd be put in yeah. a box and sent over. Depending on um, when it's on all calendar. scheduled, depends yeah, on what's calendar exactly. Up, what's yeah. after? If, if there's time for them to go on a boat, that is what seven grand return, Stevie J, or maybe yeah. four, twelve grand return. That's a hell of a lot cheaper than chucking them into a jumbo. So. Um, I suppose that's probably the cost. Of, and then, of, of course, the cost of getting crews over there and accommodation and all of that kind of stuff. Who knows? They might be being subsidised by Porsche to be able to go over there as well. There might be some yep. kind of agreement in place there. I'm not entirely sure. But, you know, be, it's a big absolutely. market. Yep. Yeah. So, and you know Porsche better than any of us, Stevie mm. J, because you, you work with them on a on a semi fortnightly basis. So um, it's a big market for them in New Zealand, strong market. They've got some uh, championship. They've got a lot of pedigree in their driving talent when it comes to Porsche. So I'd imagine they're being, um, I'd imagine they're being um, subsidized. Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) The lover. (laughs) What do you reckon about this, Mal? Mal's morons and mobiles. Yeah, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. (laughs) That's That's from Frank. Hey, Frank. The big G. Cool Mal's segment. Logs. <laughs> <laughs> I work with a lot of them. Oh, oh you can't say that. <laughs> yeah, me Publicly. too. Uh, <laughs> I work with nothing but legends and great people. Mm-hmm. Oh, how's, it, how's this? Which job though? <laughs> All of them. Uh, Peter in uh, Muntabay says, "Mal's motoring and morons moments." <laughs> well, that's good. That's the triple M. Yeah. Oh, we, sh- we probably shouldn't call it that. We could, no, quadruple triple M. M. No, it's it's quadruple M. One better. Uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> any ideas for segments as well? Yes. Oh, yeah. Any, any, because we are, of course, the show of the people. And uh, yeah. as opposed to the people's show, we are the show of the people. For the people, by the people. Indeed. So if you've got ideas on what you want Malcolm to put together for next year, let us know. Who would you like to be sledged? What would you like to be sledged? And we'll get Malcolm to sledge it. Other than and Matt, because he anything, gets that can, twice a week. Yeah, it can be anything. It can be cars. It can be politics. Like we've done it. Politics can be people. Yeah. What, you know, little intuitions on the road that people do that you don't like can be 
anything, anything, anything. So you I'm, want a sledge? Anything else, I know. Anything. I've known Malcolm for a long time. If there's a sledge to be had, you'll yep. find it. Well, one of the ones next year, I've got a big sledge for all those clowns that get on aeroplanes because I'm on a lot of aeroplanes and they drive me mad. I've got a massive sledge on those. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, you and Hutchie could talk about this because Hutchie's a seasoned traveller. He, he's the armrest man. He is an armrest man. Mm-hmm. And he's the armrest oh. man. And if you listen to if you listen to Off the Bench uh, on Saturdays around the nation, you'll, you'll often hear uh, talk about travel there and also on the sounding board. He's actually doing a segment on... On the sounding board, yeah, on, on etiquette yeah. for the aeroplane, exactly with demo. So Is if he? you if you like, but I'd love for you to to maybe you could line up Hutchie and have a sledge on Hutchie and flying. Sure, no problem. <laughs> I think you'd love that. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's do that, Nimsy. Moving on very quickly. Uh, <laughs> you want to talk about tangents tonight? Uh, also, I just yeah. want to put a uh, just just a little asterisk. Make sure any suggested topics don't um, violate any Australian commercials and media authority laws, if possible. That'd yes. be great. Um, yes. Here's one from Tony, another Tony who's texted in. Hi guys, go well, Junior and Jet this weekend. A big fan of Team Johnson, and congrats to the big Richard on 500 rounds. When I was only nine years old, I sent all my pocket money after the Rock, and oh. will forever treasure the. Le- the letter from DJR received in thanks. That's pretty oh, cool, isn't it? That's very cool. You know, that I really love hearing, and we we do get a lot of people coming to us still at the race meetings now, saying that they did this or they did that, and um, you know whether back way back in 1980 when the rock happened, or or when he went through the trees, or I'm sure he's hit some sort of animal there as well at some stage. He's done everything. <laughs> So vegetable, the top mineral, of the mountain, vegetable, the mineral, animal. So, um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I love that. I, 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 and I love that these fans are still here um, coming. They're, yes, they're supporting. Um, they know that they can come and talk to us. We're, you know, we're not too hard to reach, to be fair. And you know that, Matty. Mm, we're absolutely good with everybody. And um, I just, I really, I really, that, I get a kick out of, out of hearing and reading those sort of things. Mm. Well, that's our history, isn't it? And uh, it was such a big time and it set up your team, the, the family. I say your team. I mean that in the context of the family team to yep. be the first one to get to 500 rounds, which we're going to talk about mm. a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's, that's insane. And it was from the generosity of people like Tony that helped uh, put that train in motion, really. So, yeah, that, that was, that's a cool memory, Tony. Um, crazy. And, and sorry, no, sorry. No, I was just saying, Nimsy, it's crazy. I only, and I only found out about that this week. So... That's not races. That's rounds. That's 500 yeah. rounds. That's a, yeah. that's a I, I would hate to think how many races, to be fair. Well, you've clocked over 1,000. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> that. that. That's oh, uh, right. another another milestone that hasn't been reached as well, too, by any other team. So uh, when they talk about uh, lasting in the paddock, DJR has been through it all. And uh, mm. 10 Drivers' Championships, five Bathurst 1,000s, it's just... It's it's mm. remarkable to to see the amount of stats that have been going through, but we'll touch on that and a little bit more later on. Um, we'll take actually because we're we we've got a bit to talk about with the silly season as well because we it's had a off fair this bit. We've had a fair bit of people. Everyone's excited mm. about the Adelaide Five Hundred and the final day of schools. So we'll take a quick pause for the calls because we got a lot more of your messages to get through here on the driver's seat and. I tell you, yesterday there was an announcement from Brad Jones Racing that lit up our social media, and we'll touch on that in just a moment here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota, for over 40 years we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. 
Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. It is great to have your company on the driver's seat wherever you're listening around Australia. And remember, you can keep in touch with us around the clock on our social media. At Driver's Seat Show is where you can find us. Instagram and Twitter. Um, also, when we're live every Wednesday night, you can jump on the text message 0433 98 11 16, which is what Mark has done in Sydney. Um, hi, guys. Mark from Sydney here. Been a while since I could listen to the show live and message in. Thanks so much for your interview with Molly Taylor recently. It was top class, and thanks for listening to my interview request as a rally fan. Much appreciated. As to who I'd choose to sledge, it'd be the clowns in charge of Formula One. They didn't do a track walk and research the effects of F1 cars on the Las Vegas <laughs> racetrack, features like manhole covers before they ran the race. And Carlos Sainz almost ended up wearing a manhole cover as a permanent fashion accessory. Oh, wasn't good, was it? Well, we've seen that. We, we've that. actually yeah. seen that before, but we'll... We'll, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll chat about that later. And I'm talking uh, about the Philippe Massa when he got hit in the head with a spring oh, yeah. years ago and, oh, yeah. and the effects of that. So, yeah, very dangerous. We'll obviously touch that. Yeah. Touch Speaking upon of dangerous, that. Stevie J, uh, mm. just out the front of the Adelaide studio there, yep, yep. on what looks like a park bench or a bench seat, mm-hmm. there seems to be a young gentleman lying down on the park bench there smoking something. Yeah, can mm. you still see him there out the front? I can't. I can, he, yes. You should go out and find the out. The light is fading, early. but I can still see him. Yeah, maybe go and ask what he's smoking, maybe. Is it a cigarette uh, or is it? He's not really that young, and I don't think I want to go near him, to be fair. <laughs> i stay this side of the glass. I was about to say. Uh, <laughs> just enjoying the show. Just, maybe he's a fan. Just although his the show. sneakers are very new. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the Adelaide studio. I want to so have I. a big window where in the city where I can watch all of that sort of stuff. Anyway, Nimsy, sorry, we digress. I was about to say this is going to be one hell of a challenge to put out for syndication. But, hey, um, let's talk about the silly season because yes. um, this weekend's Adelaide 500 will be the last supercars race for Jack Smith as a solo driver after announcing he will not be on the full-time grid in 2024. He's got 131 starts next to his name since his debut in 2019, and his best result was 10th at Sydney in 2020. His first race came in a wild card at Simmons Plains in Tassie before becoming part of the main game following uh, in twenty in 2019 was his wild card debut. But he's been a staple at Brad Jones Racing since he was 17. Uh, he won the Super 3 Championship with BJR in 2017 and the following year won the New Zealand V8 Championship before making his way to supercars. So, uh, yeah, interesting. Interesting stuff. Hmm. Oh, and the funny thing with poor old Jack is that um, he comes from a very well-to-do family, Malcolm, and uh, um, Stevie J and I often say that if you're going to jump into a supercar, if you're just a punter who doesn't really know what they're doing necessarily or experienced or something like that, you'll probably kill yourself within three corners. I mean, Malcolm, you've driven you, – you've come into this industry from being a, a normal driver into now driving race cars and doing all that sort of stuff, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Jack's got talent. There is no doubt. He is the butt of many a joke mm. um, because he comes from a wealthy family and because typically, typically, he's the back half of the field. But I think it's been – we've all been probably pretty hard on Jack. But, Steve, he can drive, can't he? I mean, you can't drive these things the way he has. What would you say, about 125 starts, Nimsy? Mm-hmm. Um, and without killing yourself, look, he's done what he can do. and He hasn't fenced know, it every week either. No. Well, I mean, so Stevie J, I, I reckon we've all been pretty harsh on him. But, you know, he's he's done a pretty good job and he's done a hell of a lot more than what most other people have done. I think yeah, also well, in the – 
Sorry, Steve. I think Thanks also the um, the thing is that we were talking in uh, Gold Coast when the round was on, and you were saying to me that first to second is literally the, the uh, two pit bays. Absolutely. So Split seconds. If you're that far behind Shane, you're not doing too bad, right? Week in, week out. Yep, absolutely. And and we all know how tight the you know the the qualifying times and 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 how split second decisions or slightly different you know a slightly different first phase of the, of your race can greatly change your result you know and um let's and, and let's like nut it out here let's like pick it pick it to to the core here because jack smith is racing against some of the best race drivers in the world mm. here mm. look at shane he went over and he absolutely brained him on a street circuit in NASCAR first time out. Brody was uh, was sensational at Indy as well. Um, you know, it, it's just, you know, it, like like these, like, like can't express enough that you've got guys like Jack Smith that, yeah, people are going to give him a hard time because of, um, you know, as my old man says, like from the Lucky Sperm Club. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's, it's, but the, the thing with that is, you know, he and, you know, his family, they are absolutely solid. Like, they will absolutely walk rings around 90% of the people in this country. Yep. You know what I mean? And and that's what people forget. These guys are good. They are good drivers just because they're running. And he's not always at the back, you know. And, and he's definitely been further up in the last 18 months than what, obviously, you would expect them to be in the start of their, their career. But... Um, you know, they're racing against the best guys in the yeah, world. Yeah, the tippy top. The absolute tippy top, you know, mm. and, and it takes the the it takes that sort of a, a driver in, in this category. Like the the top ten drivers in this category can pretty much go anywhere in the world and still be top ten, if you ask me, or better. Yep. yep. We, well all... I think we I think we've seen that. We're seeing it in we've seen it against the T C R blokes and we we've yep. seen it uh we've seen it various times when internationals come over here to drive supercars and we GT, give them a flogging. GT, Shane's yeah. been over there. He's, he's, yep. nearly, he's nearly, he's won GT championships. He absolutely brained them out here. You know, like they, these guys can, can drive anything. And, and just because you're hearing, you know, overseas uh, names that you think that, that they always sound fancy yep. when they get here, you know, and yeah, they might be yep. very good drivers, but that there's nothing wrong with the talent that we've got here in Australia. It'll, it'll, I will back it against any driver in the world. And we're expecting Zach Best to jump into that chair. Is that what yep. you're hearing, Stevie J? That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Um, so I haven't got very good hearing these days, but that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> will he bring his own partnerships, do you reckon, or do you reckon it'll be an SCT logistics car? Well, I'm also hearing that the SCT side of things is going to stay mm. with okay. BJR. Yep. But I would be I would be betting that, yes, they would still have to bring some sort of sponsorship to the to that car, I'd assume yeah, we'd right. see a run. couple of uh, best leisure, um, oh, best leisure stickers on there. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, and, a, and a mullet. <laughs> BJR, the home <laughs> of the mullet. <laughs> does he know that he's going to have to grow his hair long and blonde it to drive that car? <laughs> and does he have to have some dodgy tash? Or he's already got the dodgy tash, hasn't he, old Zach? <laughs> yes, and where he runs the caterpillar too. across the top lip, doesn't he? He does. He, yeah, yeah, no it's good. Horrible. It's no horrible. good. Um, no, well, good luck to Jack Smith this weekend. Hopefully he can go out with an absolute bang because uh, he, we've had him on the show too and it was a really good, it was a really good chat. He's a good guy. And, um, yeah. yeah, so 
he had a crack, and that's all you could ask. And he's yep. taken the sensible, he sort of reassessed him. Well, you know what? It's probably moving forward. He's just done the best decision that he can for himself. So good on you, Jack. And uh, hopefully that's not the last we'll see you in the sport. But uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll give you a quick drag racing update in just a moment. And we'll welcome our friends from the West in the big hour two of the driver's seat. All thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. This is the driver's seat. For Kubota, together we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Just a quick drag racing update before we uh, head to our second hour. Um, the National Drag Racing Championship has 11 rounds across 2023 and the NDRC Group 1 Championship heads to the Perth Motorplex this weekend for the EGT 49th Golden State. Features nitro funny cars, pro-alcohol, top fuel motorcycles and top door slammers alongside the Aeroflow National Sportsman Championship and... For one epic day in December, Sydney Dragway will light up the sky with nitro, all thanks to Top Fuel, and shake the ground with the horsepower of pro alcohol and the excitement of pro mod at the Christmas showdown. Entries are still open for this not-so-silent night. That is going to be December the 2nd. NationalDragRacingChampionship.com.au to find out more. Entries and tickets are on sale now. All right, quickly, we're going to get through some of these texts. Well, there was a ripper one here from Danger, who we've not heard from before. Danger, how are you, Danger? And welcome to the family. Uh, Danger writes, hi, boys. It's Danger from Cairns. Steve, doesn't your wife own the hair salon in Paradise Point? I remember talking to you and said, what are you doing driving a Holden? And you said, they're all good when they're free. That was about 2000. Where has time gone? 2000. yeah, 2000. Were you uh, – I know you pretty well. I'm not entirely sure that you were even with Bree in 2000. No, I actually met Bree in 2001. Okay. So um, – Were you dating a hairdresser in 2000? There might have been many wives back in 2000. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, so many I'm wives. Not, I'm just not sure. I might have gotten a free haircut maybe, but I just I – I, I cannot put a picture – to the haircut. Well, that's one to sit on for as we take a quick break. Uh, we'll welcome our WA listeners in just a moment right here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. And a very warm welcome to our Western Australian listeners joining us on 657 SENWA. Remember, you can get in touch with us on the 40 Winks Temper text machine. 0433 98 is the number. Temper is a mattress like no other, and 40 Winks is serious about sleep. A quick lightning round when it comes to these text messages. Uh, we have got Ross from Envy says, Evening, gents. Got the rare opportunity to listen live tonight. Thanks for draining out the noises my forerunner makes as I road trip from Inverloch <laughs> to Adelaide. Thank you, Ross. Good for hey, uh, Ross. Good for jumping on board. Uh, Drive Rob, carefully, mate. Rob the Ranger in Camden says a couple of highlights for me this week. Manhole covers at Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Liveries coming out for Adelaide this weekend. Liveries, mm-hmm. including one in particular at SVG's NZ Derby Day. And Gabe's full rundown on Facebook. I do want to quickly mention Gabe's because uh, she's been an avid listener for a yes. very, very long time. And she just chimed in with some stellar uh, 
contributions here for, and basically did me rundown for me. Uh, she says, huge, be nice. huge congrats to Cameron, who's had a wicked rookie year. Get the Tim Edwards soundbite ready for tonight's show. Did you see that SVG drove an, it's an AU Falcon for his Paddock Bash event? And yeah. F1 was, and as F1 was on during my awake hours, the first time I've watched most of a race. And Donnie Osmond show, show the world how an anthem is done. Oscar drove well. Go Bush for the championship this weekend. That is a stellar, stellar little recap well there done, from Gabe's. Good and, stuff. And, and very uh, dedicated to Stevie J and I. Whenever we go racing in New South Wales, uh, Gabs comes down and says, G'day. Um, some stellar stuff there. One of our loyal supporters. Uh, another one too. Um, um, Shane in the ACT uh, says, hi team. Here's my idea to improve supercars. More cars, more rounds, grid girls, VB challenge, more behind the scene content of teams and drivers. Video tour of Stevie Joe's boat, Monaco penthouse and private <laughs> Holden collection. No scape and free TV. That's from Shane in the ACT. You, you're a thinker, Shane Offs. When do I get to go on your boat at Monaco, Stevie J? Oh, you know, you just need to work with me for a few more years. A few more? Mate, I've grounded out for the last seven. Seven? What are we oh, going no. to do? Get to ten? Yeah. I'll take the penthouse, though. If the boat's not available, that's good. Um, no, but they're, no they're great suggestions, Shane, seriously. They're the, that's what we call the good old days. What do you reckon, Nimsy? Uh, well, the good old days for me started in 2015, so I'm true. Probably, true. probably a little bit late to the party there. Um, uh, Mark and Merrigan, this one could be focused towards you, Matty. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, guys, when will the high-tech calendar get announced? Will Winton be on it? And if so, what time of year? Uh, high-tech calendar is being announced very soon. Yes, Winton is on it. I can't tell you when though, but yeah. yeah, it's, it's the people that run the high tech oil super series are from around that area. So they're not going to put you, they're not going to put us uh, there at July. Mm. Put it that way. Um, one from the big G evening gents. Great interview with Cam. A good luck this weekend, Stevie J. Thank you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you still there with us, oh, Stevie J? Yeah. yeah no, it's, I was actually reading the other ones. Thank you, mate. We do have a lot of texts here. Um, uh, We we, do, I know. um, One from Pete in Cranbourne and a little wave emoji. Thanks for that, Pete. Um, (laughs) Evening once again, boys. Pete from Cranbourne here. Uh, With Ellie Morrow wrapping up her Super 2 career this weekend, what are your thoughts on who could be the next potential female driver in supercars? Interesting question. I don't know. There's a young lady that races in 86, Stevie J., who I think is now racing in New Zealand, 86. Yeah, Alice by Buckley. Um, Alice, Elise Buckley, yeah. Alice, Alice Buckley, Alice? yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. She seems um, like she's got some good talent. Yeah, just a good little driver and a really nice girl. Um, as I've been working with her for quite a while now, like especially all of last or all of this year, I should say. She's done the, um, the National Series and the Scholarship Series. Uh, won the Scholarship round outright. Um mm. In, QR, uh, in, Queen, in Queensland Raceway, yep. So yeah. um, really good little talent and um, just the perfect, uh, I guess, role model for young female racers. Mm. Right. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a slight concern because, you know, we do see a lot of uh, – there's a lot of girls and, and ladies that are driving in, like, you know, Carrera Cup and all the lower categories, but they don't seem to filter their way through to the main game, which which I do think that they are trying to sort of rectify that. But, um, yeah, good question there, Um uh, Pete, another one here too from Costa. 
who's chimed in. Edwards to the USA to supervise aero testing. Looks like I'm not the only one with the tin hat theory. <laughs> a few supercar teams have the same concerns. Good on you, Costa. I do love how much of a, how much he bleeds blue. Oh, yeah. And you know what, Costa? I think we've talked about it. I, actually, this is one of the things we're going to talk about a little bit later. But I want to – Malcolm – you know, we've seen that um, Adrian Burgess is now being st- or is standing down from supercars. He's not at Adelaide this weekend. There's now talk of him not going over to America to oversee the wind tunnel test that his replacement, Tim Edwards, who, you know, I think when we asked, a whole bunch of people asked whether uh, he was going anywhere. Uh, I've arrived and I have aero upgrades. <laughs> but when he, when he was asked, Nimsy, uh, what did he say about him going anywhere else? Uh, oh, come on. Where are we? <laughs> oh, come on, mate. I just batted it up for you. I've got about 78 different <laughs> bloody things here. Anyway. Sorry, Nims. There's uh, no spot for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. In your world, in your corporate world, mm-hmm. if someone had been at the head of development for, say, another... It's total bullshit. It's bullshit. All right, can't add much more to that. There you go. He got there in the end. He got there in the end. Um, if someone from another... Uh, heavy machinery company have been involved in the R and D, or say at, say at Kubota, mm-hmm. and then they decided to stand down or got stood down or left or whatever. Would they be allowed to go to another another company with all that knowledge, or would they be on a gardening leave type scenario? Well, it depends on the contract because normally they, there are restrictions of trade um, clauses in contracts that says you can't go to a direct competitor for six months. The question is really, is that legal? Some some of them will challenge it and they won't be able to, but. With the IP from that, I would say it'd be very difficult to take all of that and go to another team. Because Stevie J is talking about ATB. There's a lot of talk about going to Team 18 now. And yeah. ATB's had access to all this data that the teams haven't. And now mm. he's potentially about to roll into Team 18. Yeah, I know. It's it's a weird one, isn't it? I mean, I don't know whether he, you know, you just never know. You never know what people are doing behind the scenes. So, um We've we've been talking on the show about a lot of people that that are in positions that are conflict of interest. Yes. Uh, in in you know whether that be the build of the new car or who's running what or so and yeah that, that just seems it's it's almost a little uncomfortable. It, that, it, it, that, it, it does. Yeah. In, in that situation, you cannot take any data. You cannot mm. take any documentations because that's all the property of the company and the business that you're with. Yeah. But you can't take, can't leave their brains at the door. So he has knowledge, he has history, and look, that's why people get paid a lot of money, is because not because they're they're just starting out, it's because they've been somewhere else, they've got a lot of experience, yeah. they've got a lot of knowledge. He has a lot of knowledge, which is going to be hugely valuable, which is why he's, um, I guess, being looked at from other teams. Well, there, well, but there, there, there are other teams now who are mounting legal challenges potentially to ATB joining Team Eighteen. Uh, there is some discussion that even Tim Edwards um, should be on gardening leave before he goes to supercars. I mean, we called it, I reckon, I reckon Stevie J, when ATB had his off-track issues, I think we all called it that Tim would be the perfect person and may have even already had win that that might have been the case and that the he was heading there after Tim had pulled the pin uh, and then all of a sudden ATB had his off track and it was like, here we go, we think he's going there. So I, I, I don't think it's a big shock that Tim is going to be at supercars uh, mm. and should now be probably in charge of that uh, that wind tunnel test 
that windshear at windshear in the United States. Well, that absolutely has to happen because he will be mm. ultimately responsible for it. Yeah. So you can't say, oh no, that was the other, the last bloke. They absolutely need to, to send him. And the second point you got is we don't ever have this conversation when drivers change, and even some pretty senior engineers have jumped teams. Sure, that's in, that's a good point actually. Yeah. yeah and mm. and they have more intellectual knowledge and history than, access and access than uh, some of the team principals. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting yep. point that no one. I'm not reading anyone about engine uh, about uh, drivers and and uh, not too not too many engineers have been stood down on gardening leave, have they, Stevie J? I did did Ludo get stood down? I can't remember from Triple Eight when gardening he went across to DJR. Went to DJR, if I recall. Yeah, I think he did. Um, I think he did. Who else did? I mean, I think Couch. Well, Couch he did as well. Uh, yes, he was meant to get six months or twelve months. Yeah, it doesn't yep. count when gardening leaves just the off season, though, does it? Well, <laughs> and what and what's happening in the background? You say, so you're doing a bit of work from home, really? Yeah, yeah, what, exactly. Right. Gardening leave. Yeah. You, you can't well, step you just, foot into our into our yeah. workshop. Yeah, you, and you just you're just not there at the track if it is and does work out to be, um, you know, into the start of the season. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, You've done all your work from home, and you're probably still doing remote stuff as well. <laughs> it's the reality of business. It's, it happens every day. So, Stevie yeah. J, as the one who's most exposed to supercars here, just due to your history, mm-hmm. uh, is it the right thing for ATB to be leaving, and is Tim Edwards a good replacement in your thoughts? Well, you need somebody in there that understands what's going on, you know, uh, and what's what the business is all about. Um, and the you know, people and in I, it too. And the people in it as well. But... Um, I think, you know, Tim was, you know, and as all of the um, the team principals are, they, they are involved in understanding what's going on with the era and what's going on with certain criteria with, um, um, you know, obviously the teams and through supercars, et cetera. So, you know, he will have a massive understanding of maybe not technically as an engineer, so to speak, but that's what they've got engineers for, right, to do that propeller head stuff. He's the one that's trying to, Make sure that the uh, all of the facets come together uh, simultaneously to to make it the best possible outcome. And you know he knows the business. He's been he's been in the business, as he said, he's been in the business for 25, 30 years. It's pretty pretty much been his life. So I think to have someone like him, I don't know if the role is going to be exactly the same as ATB's. Yes, he's going to be sort of. They call it instead of head of motorsport, general Director manager of motorsport. Yeah, it's, like, it's yep. been renamed. Like they always do a, yeah. a quick rebranding like when there's a a new yep. role that's the same role. <laughs> yeah, so I think you know you did need someone in there. Let's face it, all of the really, 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 and I've said this before, smart guys are working in the teams. Mm. Simple as that. Should, should ATB quickly before we wrap up and go to a break? Should one word answer? Should ATB be allowed to go to Team Eighteen? No. Yeah, I reckon there needs to be at least a little bit of distance between. You can't just, and it's more than just one round, when the bloke that's been in charge for four years, access to all the team's data, all the ins and outs of, you know, the new car bills, the transition from like Gen 1 to 2 to 3. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, interesting stuff there. But uh, look, we'll, mm. we'll, it'll definitely be something that we'll talk about in depth as we know more stuff here. Uh, but you listen to the driver's seat. We've got a whole bunch of texts here, and this one goes out to Tony. Hey, Mal, just an idea for the topic. How about memories of tracks lost to the championship? Like Amaru, Oran Park, Lakeside, Surface Paradise International Raceway, Homebush, Canberra, Calder. 
there's a few there, isn't there? We haven't got on to New Zealand yet. How sad is that? And uh, Rob the Ranger says, bring on Malcolm Owen's hour of power. May the sledging be strong and the wrongs righted. Hallelujah. Well, Damn right. well <laughs> Rob, guess what? You're going to get your wish in just a moment because we're going to fire we're going to fire off Malcolm Owens next as we open the doors <laughs> to what could be the classic cars corner for the last time. The Back, classic sledge corner. The classic sledge corner. Back with more straight after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Great to have your company here on the driver's seat as we count down towards the Adelaide 500. There is something that we don't have to wait for, though, because we have... It's been one of the highlights off track that we've liked to do this year, and now's no excuse. Let's fire it open. This is the Classic Cars Corner with Malcolm Owens for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Now, obviously, uh, name change pending, but uh, we'll discuss that with the <laughs> with members of the board. But uh, Malconio, it has been. It, this has been a segment that has taken on a new life in 2023. It has. It's got its own life, hasn't it? We've started with a few funnies and it's kind of evolved into something all new and different. <laughs> I, I this one's no different. <laughs> my, my favourite was still uh, the, the the last time that we did one of these segments was, I remember you walked to the lift as we finished the show just saying, I wasn't expecting to do a trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard. And the thing is, is we talk, we talk, Malcolm and I talk about his segment, we go, what do you want to do? There's never a shortage of material to have a whack at, is there? Well, it's all the stuff that Matt says, no, you can't do that. No, <laughs> yeah. no, you're definitely not doing that right, one. Do it. <laughs> all right, right, my friend. Right, let's jump into it. Right? You've got it written down in front of you. Read okay, away and some, have a crack. I've got some points here. Okay, this is the Muppets Guide to Road Rules. A oh. little bit Trilogy Mark IV. It's a bit like Star Wars. There's always another one in the box. <laughs> or what I call Muppets Mayhem and Misconceptions. And this is something because uh, I'm in Queensland with the boys today. Yes. And obviously doing a bit of travel around. There's so many different road rules that varies from state to state. Mm-hmm. So when you add in all the misconceptions out there, it's easy to see how people could get pretty confused. So I've compiled a list of some of the most common road rules and misconceptions, and there'll be a little test for you boys. Uh-oh. Oh, here we go. Right. So the different states are pretty confusing. So surely we can get a set of national rules, but no. So in New, New South Wales, you can't do a U-turn at a traffic light. Whereas in Victoria, it's completely legal to do so. So you get very confused. And how would you ever make heads or tails of the hook turn in Melbourne or the tram <laughs> yes. rules, right? Oh, yes. You, oh, yes. It was, you'd be going, going nuts. I know people would avoid the city just because of that. In Victoria, we get booked for two to three Ks over the limit. Yep. Um, obviously, that's not the same everywhere because in Queensland, from the experience that I've had on the Autobahn, that's actually the uh, Bruce <laughs> Highway, the Cowboys in F100s passing you on the left in the dirt at about 120 k's. Yep. That place is mayhem. Yep. Um, what about the speed cameras? You know, in Queensland, where there's signs and a marked police car, you would have to be <laughs> crazy to get booked. So in, in, in Victoria, we hide them everywhere, including up koala's ferry backside in a tree. So <laughs> kick koala in a tree? No, we'll stuff them with a camera up its clack. Oh, dear. <laughs> and by the way, you do get 10%, well, you get sort of around 10% here in Queensland, Stevie J, over. So if you're doing it 100, yep. you're doing 110, you, you, you're pretty well going to be right. And with the U-turn thing, Malcolm, mm-hmm. you cannot do a U-turn in Queensland unless it is signposted giving you permission to do so. Why I know this is because I got booked doing it after the Townsville 500 race a million years ago. 
So if anyone's got any crazy ones from WA or from SA, maybe yeah. just text them in now because we're, we're really Queensland and, and Melbourne. So just getting back to Victoria, now we've got stupid lefty bureaucrat nutsacks that are reducing speed limits <laughs> to 30 k's, including major roads in areas such as Collingwood and Fitzroy. Yes, that will bottle things up. And that and the, uh, the constant roadworks, we are totally stuffed down there. And, of course, where do they put the speed cameras? When it goes from 60 to 30 or 60 to 40, because that's about safety, isn't it? Right. I don't think so. <laughs> and while I'm at it, the Melbourne City Council have come out now and they've instigated paid and limited parking in the city on Sundays. Really? The Lord Mayor said, this is good for business. It will bring people into the city on the Sundays. I call BS on that, really. Shopping centres in the suburbs have cinemas, they have restaurants, entertainment hubs. So saying parked, paid parking in the cities on Sunday is what the consumer and what the businesses want, I call bollocks on that. It's just nuts. Are you having a crack at the Melbourne Lord Mayor? Yes. I won't have it. Well, you should. No, she's she. I've got a bit of a crush on Sally. <laughs> you, you are crazy. Oh, she, Sally, it, she's, whenever she's on the Today Show, uh, quite happy. <laughs> You need to calm down. Quite happy to uh, focus my attention on Sally Cap. No dramas. I just think it was good that Nancy played that because I was about to say something totally inappropriate. I just think he's wrong, Sally. Don't listen to Malcolm. I think he's wrong. I think oh, you're right. Hey, it's my segment. Kelvin, <laughs> shut up. Hey, they've extended, they've extended paid parking during the week till 10 p.m. because that is their traffic management system. I mean, the, uh, it's death by a thousand cuts. Anyway, I digress. So some road rules. Um, and, one, and the 10% over is also one of the myths. It's BS. Well, and what? You don't get booked. Well, maybe not in Queensland. No. But in, everywhere else you do. Anyway, let's quickly go through. Here's a little little quiz for you. Right, oh, here we go. Number this one. Throw back to year 10. Right yes, quiz. yes, which you right failed. So you probably failed this as well. <laughs> go. Is it illegal to drive barefoot or in thongs? Yes or no? Yes. You're wrong. It's Ooh. not. No. Really? Yeah. No, 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 no. Should be. No state in Australia is that wrong, but you have to be in proper control of your vehicle at all times. Right. Ask Stevie. Is, J that, why, is that why? Is that why Maddie takes his high heels off when he drives? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got the next one, smart ass. I've seen Matt and Drag. It's not pretty. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> is it illegal to drive with the interior light on? Yes. No, it's not. <laughs> There's no yes. law that says you can't, but you bloody get it if you do. Yeah. Right. right. <clears throat> Number three, can you throw apple cores and bananas peels out the window because they're biodegradable? No. No. Correct. And in Queensland, it's a $575 fine and two demerit points if you do. Ooh, there you go. There you go. Yep. Righto. Is it illegal to eat while driving? Yes. No, it's not. No. However, <laughs> it's not illegal to eat while driving. However, it is illegal to not have both hands on the steering wheel. Well, there's talent right there. Other there than That's... indicating or adjusting the air conditioner. So what are you balancing your thick shake on? Well, that's exactly right. So well, it makes put, no sense. You put it in the cup holder while you have your McCrispy in one hand and right. your nuggets oh. in the little, uh, oh. in the little, um, the so, Toyota Camry parcel thing. So <laughs> still, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next one. Is it illegal to leave the keys in the car when you're not in the car? Uh, no. It no. is. Ooh. 
Oh, we're doing well it's here, Stevie J. Sorry, sorry. I was throw back to year nine. <laughs> I just threw back to whatever then because I had someone <laughs> holding something up in the in the glass window here, pointing at it, giving me the thumbs up. I don't know oh, really? what the hell it was. Yeah. Anyway, okay. All right, it looks like Krusty the Clown. <laughs> It's is not it? Michelangelo Rucci, is it? <laughs> I like these, Mal. Keep going. Yeah, keep going. Oh, I'm trying to, but you keep talking over the top of me. Stop hijacking my segment. <laughs> the arches. Right. Can, I, can you use your mobile phone to pay for McDonald's on a drive-thru? Oh. Yes, you can. No. I don't know, Steve, in your experience? <laughs> I don't know. I use, what, I I use my use watch. I use it all the time. Yeah, it's I use my watch. It's actually illegal oh. to touch your phone at any time mm-hmm. unless the car is off and the handbrake is on. So mm-hmm. if you've got the motor running and you go tappity-tap, you're, you're gone. gone. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a $1,000 fine and five demerit points. That's one costly happy meal. Jeez, Jeez you would have it. to... That you would have yeah. to get the wrong copper at the wrong day to do that. Oh, I'll say. <laughs> well, hey, what about my watch, Mal? Would my watch... Yeah, Apple no, Watch. Cause that's, no, because that's not a mobile phone. So yeah, you'd be right. all right with that. Mm, yeah, okay. Right. You'd just be a wanker if you did it with your watch. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> she's, she's a hard crowd tonight. <laughs> Jeez. Is it? Pay attention to me. No, no, is it you. illegal to drive with a dog on your lap? Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, we got we got a win, Steve. Yes, you're yeah. you got a win. Well, we got RA's. dogs. The RSP, if you have an accident, the RSPCA can give you up to a $35,000 oh, fine for cruelty to animals. Wow. You get it both ends. Right yeah, right. you cop it both ends. Right. Do you have to give way to horses? Yes. I'm going to say yes. yes. Yes, you're both correct on that one. Hey. Oh, we're two. So we're you have to turn off your engine, technically, and wait till they're far mm. enough away so you won't startle the poor little things. Oh, Jesus. Right. Is it illegal to speed up when being overtaken? Yes. No, no, you can't do that over the speed limit. Oh, trifecta. No, 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 no. Not while you're no, passing, no. while you're being passed. While you're being oh, passed. Yeah well, you, yeah, well, either way, you just can't go over the speed limit. Unless you've got an Jeez. overlap, right? Mm. Okay. Correct. Um, how about this one? Is it illegal or legal to ride a bicycle with no hands? <laughs> illegal. It is illegal. It's a $133 fine. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> no? I have a cash now. Here's the other one. It's illegal to walk your dog while you're on a bike. Well, technically, you're not walking it. You're, <laughs> you're riding it. You're yeah, riding you're it. Not, you're, not, you're not allowed to do that either. Oh. <laughs> oh, you haven't been able to ride dogs for a long time. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm not going there, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew's gone a funny colour. Oh. Oh. Oh, sorry, I made myself laugh. Welcome <laughs> to the wing test. <laughs> I think he soiled himself too. <laughs> Is it... Legal or illegal to cut into a funeral procession? Oh, oh my lord! Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. I reckon that... I'm going to be politically correct here and say that's illegal. It is illegal. Oh, if you oh. attempt to drive through, or interrupt the progress of any funeral procession, it is up to a two thousand dollar fine. Huh. Wow! Wow! Mm-hmm. That, there right, you eh? go. Okay. Couple that's, more. That's a uh, that's couple oh. more to go. Is it? Ill- do you, um, sorry, is it illegal to leave your indicator on? Yes. Yep. Correct. Yeah, because yep. it's misleading. Right. Mm. Um, and this is one I think a lot of people know. Are you allowed to sleep off a few beers in your car? No. Uh, if your key is not inside the vehicle. 
correct. Hey. Well, I trust you to know that, Stevie J. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you have to be able to prove that you had no intention to drive, i.e. you must not have the keys in the ignition. Wow. For some people who put the keys in, put the radio on, put the heater on. You turn that on, you're gone. You're gone. You're gone. So you can oh. have the key inside the car? You just can't have it in the ignition. You just can't you have can't it in the ignition. You can't have it anywhere near you. So you yeah. have to be able to prove that you had no intention. So you'd be so better, you're better off, off just getting out and putting it on top of the front wheel. Absolutely, you would be, yes. Mm. Absolutely. Although you'd be bloody freezing if you did that in winter in Melbourne. <laughs> you would be. Yes, you would. What do they do now with keyless entry, though? Scott in, in London. Mm. Um, what, about, what about me when I can start my car from my phone app? <laughs> that oh, I get done for picking up my phone. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you're done for starting the car and touching your phone and knowing you touching yourself as well. Exactly. <laughs> and, being, and being intoxicated. Can you do you that can't, in your Stuart Lanham Ford? You can't. I, I can. <laughs> I, my Lanham Motor Group Ford Ranger, thank you very much. You cannot do it in your uh, uh, no. Peugeot 206 soft top, No, Matthew. in my Rent Lanham Motor Group Hilux. Yes. No, yeah, Hilux. Yes, yes you had a no. Hilux. Okay, we've got two more because I know we're pressed for time. Go. Is it illegal yep. to play your music too loud or are you just a complete tosser? No, but it bloody should be, and you're a complete tosser if you do. It is I thought it was. Perfect. It is. Noise pollution. There you perfect. go. Yeah. yeah. $200. $200. Bucks, mm. right Last one. You love this one. Go. Is driving through a putty puddle deliberately to splash pedestrians illegal? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. Don't care. No. Because <laughs> it's just fun. It is illegal. It's a... <laughs> It's a hundred and seventy-seven dollar fine and three demerit points. It's worth it. But it's three probably worth points. it. Absolutely, it's worth it. Yeah, three points for three that. Three points wow. for splashing. Some There's people. nothing better than if you see a couple of kids waiting at the school bus stop and it's howling with rain, just to run the edge of the puddle and give them a little bit of what for <laughs> on the way to school. Have you done, done that? Done it, but not, not on the way yeah. to school. No, but I've done it when people were actually on the side of the road, soaking wet holding up a sign saying, splash me. <laughs> well, there you go. So that's it. That's it for today, Nimsy. How do we that's go, it for 20, How do we go with our uh, – do we tally up all the prizes? <laughs> yeah, do I get a prize? Do uh, I get a ham? Well, you get nothing. You right. get nothing, mm. Matthew. But uh, look, let's let's head to the gift shop. Gift shop time. And Anne-Marie, you can go spending, and you're pretty good at that from what we can gather. You're in the lead by $15. Uh, you have $35 to spend, and here's Nikki. Yes, we'll catch those last warm rays on the beach with this exclusively Australian-designed leisure clothing. Oh, there you go. Oh, man. Oh, my summer's sorted, <laughs> hey? Oh, my, my God. My summer is sorted. How's a little bit of Glen Ridge? Remember when Glen used to, the, the doors used to fall back? Hello, everybody. The head would shake. G'day, everybody. Welcome, everybody. All those blokes were dodgy, weren't they? Every single one of those no, game Glenn's show hosts. Not, Glenn's not I didn't, dodgy. I didn't know these days they called a small marquee a um, <laughs> piece of clothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Says Steve Johnson. All right, we got to so come back next year for the hour of power. We got to close the doors to the classic cars corner for another year. And I tell you what, Val, it has really evolved. And the hour of power—that's what we're dubbing it. Right, <laughs> that was on one of the texts. Yeah, if you, we'll go back and find out who said that because we've got to give him proper credit. But uh, well done. We do suck at that um, that quiz, though, boys. We mm. might, might have Rob the Ranger. Rob the Ranger in Camden. Well done. Yep. Does he get a ham? He does. He gets one of those. He gets one of those things that Nikki Buckley was just talking about. Oh, um, really? Okay. <laughs> we're going to take a quick pause for the cause because we're going to talk about the Las Vegas Grand Prix. And uh, you want to talk about Farshall. Oh, it started off well, didn't it? But uh, we'll touch on that and more next on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. 
For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. It is the driver's seat right across Australia. Thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making a Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. And make sure you rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It is available in the App Store. Right now, though, we're going to talk about some Formula One. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Because... It was all glitz and glam, wasn't it? Um, well, not on the Thursday. And I think Costa on, has summed it up on the text line on 0433981116. Yanks are strange people. Could you imagine going to a race meet, paying big bucks and watching one class of racing all weekend? What, is that sustainable? Won't the crowd drop off after the drive to survive gets old? Really think they fluked a good race. Costa, I... Well. I think Sorry, you're Maddie, probably accurate there because, <laughs> uh, I mean, track's great. It's fast. Uh, they obviously got off to a difficult start with the uh, with the manhole thing, cutting a Ferrari in half. Uh, the sphere was fantastic. The race was good. But it's not enough. As someone, as someone put in the uh, a text a little earlier, um, Stevie J, it was uh, uh, more, more rattle than snake. A lot of, lot of rattle, yeah. not enough snake. And uh, yeah. I, I think they need a, as difficult as it is to say that it wasn't a bigger show, a big show. I think they need to have a bigger show. You can't just, you just can't just have that, Stevie J. No, I think you do need. I mean, I would have loved to have seen some more racing, some more supports on the track, you know, and um, like some, yeah, it's just hard. I mean, you, you actually are going to a motor race, but it's just proven that they're wanting it to be known more of the show than the racing. So yeah. um, really good point here. You know, did you just read it out, Matty, regarding the, no, no, you can read it out. the um, you know, about, you know, you couldn't imagine going to a race meet to pay big bucks and watching one class of racing all weekend. Yeah. Uh, is that sustainable? Won't the crowd drop off after the drive to survive gets old? Really yeah. think they fluked a good race. I, I don't think they fluked a good race. I think that track promotes good racing because of the design of the track. You know the long straights with the DRS, etc. I think you're always going to get good racing. The low grip um, would have the racing been a little bit different with some more running on the track from other categories. Absolutely, I think. Um, but I guess they need to understand. Like, they need to probably know. You know, there, there might not be provision to even house other race cars as a you know in a in a pit lane scenario as such, you know what I mean? So I, I don't yeah. know, like, I don't know what their plan is for next year, but I'm sure you're going to see a very different event next year. You'll still see all the, all the, all the fluff that they did, but I think, you know, they'll add a bit more sizzle to the stake. Yeah, I think so. I think so. What other categories would you suggest that they run? Would they run a NASCAR thing? Or oh, I reckon a NASCAR thing would be absolutely super. A NASCAR thing yeah, would be great. Maybe, um, you know, maybe some, um, uh, IMSA, uh, IMSA stuff, you know, like it's obviously needs to be the American side of things, like because yeah, you know, they love their racing, you know, even even give like a a, a bit of a, uh, a, I wouldn't say lower grade, but you know, like like a there's like a Mazda MX-5 championship over there that's mass, like it's huge. huge. People don't don't know about it, and you know about it, yeah. Matty, because you love driving your little Mazda. Um, <laughs> like it's it's literally, I think when you go there, I think it's like 150 
to two hundred thousand dollars US to win that championship. Yep. Yep. In the states, something like that. That'd be mega. It'd almost be like, uh, why don't I put on a celebrity race? Let's get some oh, cars totally and yep. put a celebrity race on. That would be hilarious to watch some of those flogs into the fence. <laughs> they, got, they got lots of them. What about yeah. IndyCar? That'd be interesting. Oh, yeah. they, wouldn't, they wouldn't have another. I don't think they'd do category. IndyCar. No, I don't yeah. think they'd do know, IndyCar be because it would make it would make be Formula One look tish house. Mm. Uh, but I'd like to see. I'd like to see TA two over there, Steve. What do you reckon? Mm. You yeah, could be. My, you could be, be my crew chief. You could you could be our partnerships manager, Malcolm. We'll we'll take the ninety nine Kubota rocket over there, and we'll go and do TA two. Oh, we're talking about a flog free zone. You'd be no good then, would you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so um, I was really looking at the telecast. The drivers were really cutting up rough about the spectacle and about the entertainment. It's more important than the racing. But then we don't get that at Monaco or those other places that are real show pony events. What do you reckon about that? Why were the drivers so upset about it? Oh, I just. <laughs> Because Formula One is used to being the big show. They are not used to being eclipsed by celebrity, by concerts, by big introductions, fireworks, all that sort of stuff. So Mm. um, I just think that, you know, there is a very different and a definite difference between US racing and European racing. And as much as we've got three or four rounds now in the United States or four, including Mexico, I, which is great for Formula One. It's great for Liberty. It's great for finances, all that kind of stuff. Can I tell you who it's great? Who that event is great for? Who? Las Vegas. It was brilliant for Vegas, even though it cost. That's half what a it's billion. about. Correct. Yeah. That's what it's about. That's but why. That's what you got to do, Stevie J. If you want to put on a Formula One uh, uh, event these days, you must have government, big government, mm-hmm. big city funding, and so great for Vegas. I just think. For the cost of the tickets, for the people that went, I, I, I think we need to have, as you rightly say, Nimsy, more sizzle on the sausage. And yeah. I think they'll do that. I think they'll do that. The challenge is that it's public roads and they've got to reopen those roads because it's on the strip. So it's not like even a, an Albert Park where the thing's closed down for the whole weekend, even though it's a public road. Mm. They have to reopen this road. So they've got some logistical challenges, but I think they've got to put more um, uh, sizzle on the sausage, like the VB challenge. Someone, <laughs> or all, yes. all sizzle VB and no challenge. sausage. Yeah, and Tony's text in. Bring back the celebrity support race in four lasers. The lasers. Yes. How good would that be? How good would that yeah. be? So yeah, I, look, I, I think there's, I think there's room. It was a, it was a really good event. I think it could be an outstanding event with a little bit more work. Yeah, first time too. I mean that. that any venue, first time, it's hard, right? They they got a lot to learn, like manhole covers and various yeah. other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had one job, <laughs> and looked yeah. out. I mean, in in all seriousness, that was really scary because that could have that could have really hurt uh, science. Um, there was a lot of damage, multiple millions of dollars of worth of damage. I couldn't believe Stevie J that they gave him a penalty. I mean, mm. that is just bureaucracy gone mad when Austin. there was no opportunity to not give him a penalty because he needed to take a new power unit or whatever it yep. was, a new battery. I mean, that's just bureaucracy gone absolutely mental. <laughs> well, Did it's you see literally – sorry, Mal. I was just saying it's just literally, you know, there is nothing in their rule book to allow for no. any unforeseen issue like that. And I, I get why they did it um, in regarding that there's nothing written in their rules where they can do it. They obviously – I believe they put it to a vote to the teams and – and most of the teams or half of the team says, yep, give it to them. That's unfair. And the other half said, no, too bad. Yeah, of course. You know, of course. And, that's, and Max even said that in a, in a, in a presser, in a press uh, uh, interview where he said, you know, there needs to be something in the rule book to allow 
this for a, a, an absolute, um, you know, something that you would never ever even think of where some, it's no one's fault but, um, you know, the track, the event, whatever it might be. Yeah, because um, yeah, it's not like Ferrari went there thinking, oh, this would be great. What? Try and aim for the manhole cover so we could then swap over power units. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Well, <laughs> yeah. I believe that it was Ocon that um, that actually clipped it as well and hit it yeah, and moved too. it and, yep. and then and then Saints come through and cleaned yeah. it up. So very, um, And it's interesting. Lucky. We've got a text here from Marty, and it, for me it kind of sums it up. Uh, Fernando Alonso believes that F1 cars are not designed for circuits like Las Vegas. Traditional racetracks should be the core of on the F1 schedule. It's not interesting well, to drive on a track with speed of up to 360 kilometres an hour, a lack of grip, poor vision, and very bumpy. Although the race may seem exciting from the outside, in fact, these cars are not designed to drive on 80 kilometre an hour corners. They are not racing on circuits such as Suzuka, Barcelona, and Silverstone and using their full potential there. We need to find a balance between the championship and the schedule. We also need to preserve the traditional races that F1 cars can shine that's from marty hey marty welcome to the family and i'm sure we've had you before but he's right in what he and and this is the difference between the american style racing where we see on indycar man those things jump you've got to have a baja set up in those indycars because they jump Mm. they they do great things on street circuits but formula one cars aren't necessarily built for that uh and so uh, fernando alonso agrees and and i don't disagree with that i just think Big, I think there'll be some big changes for next year. For me, the highlight of the whole weekend was the sphere. Did you see the meme of, of Carlos's car with the four, with the big knobbly tiles and the lift kit? Yeah, the bar. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I mean, the, the, the sphere, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't watched the Grand Prix, you've got to go and watch the sphere. In fact, Stevie J, I think you mentioned it earlier, they weren't able, there had to be an agreement in place for the sphere not to have any yellow or red or blue, blue colours circulating around it during the race in case it distracted the drivers. I mean, that thing is a is an engineering marvel, and I think visually the, the race would not have looked as spectacular without the sphere, and that tells you that they need to do something more with the race because you can't just, you can't just rely on an external building to be a bit of a showpiece of the track. Am I wrong? Am I wrong in saying that? No, I'd say is... you're, yeah, when you're relying on an outside gimmick to yeah. be one of the, the the you know the centerpieces, yeah, as opposed to and and gotta... we were lucky that it was kind of because was after cool. after Thursday right. after Thursday yeah. it was just like oh Jesus this is going to be an absolute shit show. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm good. I mean I, I disagree in a way. I think that I quite enjoyed watching the race. I thought it was quite a good race. I I do agree um, that the cars are designed to go around Suzuka, Barcelona, Silverstone races, such like that. And they do, right? So they still go there. So I'm not sure what Fernando is saying there, that they, you need to preserve these races. They still go to those races. They haven't canned any of those good traditional races. And those races and those tracks have got 80-kilometer-hour corners on them. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. Suzuka's got an 80-kilometer-hour corner. The second last corner is 80 kilometers an hour. So the, the hairpin in the middle is lucky to be 80 kilometers an hour. You know what I mean? After you go underneath a bridge so or under the crossover. So uh, I don't understand where he's saying that these other tracks have got um, those style of corners. Yes, Las Vegas hasn't got the really, really fast, you know, corners. Everything there is pretty much flat, whereas, you know, like you get the Suzuka um, S's and whatever else. So, yeah, it's, it's I, I, I'm for and against that comment. It is. And look, for a, they've, I reckon that Costa summed it up. They fluked into a good race, but now they yep. know what to do for next year and what not to do for next yep. year. Mm. Yep. First I things agree. first, 
weld some manhole covers down. But uh, <laughs> a bit of Araldite, a little yeah. bit of Tarzan grip. Hey, and Shaq and an Astra. <laughs> Shaq and an Astra, imagine that. Uh, we're going to take our final break, and we'll be back with more of the driver's seat straight after this, including our predictions for the Adelaide 500. We'll do that next. is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Remember, if you want to get in touch with us around the clock, jump on our social media at Driver's Seat Show is where you can find us. On the Facebook. Um, uh, quick message from Zach in Canberra. How good was the ARC finale in Canberra over the weekend? Mm. Winner takes all in the power stages. Um, uh, Harry Bates snatched the title at the last gasp over his brother, Lewis. So well done there. But we got to talk about another title that could be snatched this weekend. One and only for Stephen Johnson. But we've got to mention too, though, Stevie, that um, it's not just you in action this weekend. Young Jet is also going to be back in the Super 3 car. It's going to be good. And um, there's a couple of new additions to the old Napa Auto Parts uh, Nissan Altima too, isn't there? Uh, yes, mate. So Jet's final round of Super 3 um, still, he's second in the championship. It's, it's going to take a bad weekend for Job Stewart to um, to lose it, but um, we're still in there with a mathematical chance. So hopefully um, he can get it done. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's, it's so good. We've had such a great response with, with Jet um, getting some uh, new um, partners, new sponsors on board for the last part of the year. Nice. Titan Caravans um, and uh, uh, the... A really cool thing that uh, it's called the the Caravan Sahara, which is a which is a pressurizer for uh, for caravans, which is really really cool. JC Consulting and um, and also on the TCM Mustang, we've got All American Driveline, so it's uh, uh, very very cool to have All American on board. And you may have seen that on uh, Benny Grice's uh, Trans Am car. Uh, up until mid-year this year, so and and uh, also on Cody Gillis's car at Bathurst. So really cool to have them on board. So can't wait to uh, get underway. You being who's going to win? Who's going to win the supercar title quickly? Uh, Shane McGisberger. Oh, oh, oh controversial. controversial. Well, I thought I'd throw something different in because you all expected me to say Brody. <laughs> Malcolm, I actually reckon Shane as well. Right, I'll go Brody then. And just quickly, uh, my bestie Jax has texted in. Just so you know, Stevie J, you can pay for your Maccas with your phone going through drive through In Queensland, it is still legal to do so. Oh, okay. So you don't have to be a wanker and pay with your watch. <laughs> well, I pay cash so my missus doesn't see it on my bank account statement. <laughs> Hey, look, in all honesty, that old trick. In all honesty, go well this weekend, Stevie. Hopefully you can uh, get the chocolates. And uh, and it's been a hell of a year for you and the TCM, so mm. hopefully you can bring home trophy number four. Fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. We'll talk about it next week. We certainly will. We're going to wrap it all up next week. A big thank you to Cameron Hill for jumping on board. A big thank you to Malcolm Owens for jumping in the studio. And if, if you see us in Adelaide, make sure you say good day. We'll catch you next week.